Welcome to Chronic Love, a supportive space for people with chronic illness. I'm Robin, a psychologist in New York City navigating the fallout of a breast cancer diagnosis some years in. And I'm on a personal journey to join together with others who have similarly found themselves facing life challenges in the wake of chronic illness. Together, with the generous humans you're about to meet, we welcome you into our discussions. To me, it was just like, my life is over. Yeah. And whether I survive or not, I don't know, but this is the best I'm going to get. And so I was very, very angry at the world for a long time because it was like, how can this be happening to me now? I'd waited my whole life to be a mother. I was so excited and she came out and she was so healthy and life was just so perfect. And so I was so devastated that everything had changed in the blink of an eye. My name is Holly Francis. I'm a GBS survivor and I was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome in 2011. I was 26 years old at the time. It came on very suddenly. I wasn't expecting it, but I had just given birth. So they believed that that was kind of my trigger. I was given IVIG was my first treatment and then later treated with plasmapheresis. It started with this weird sensation in my finger and I brushed it off and thought maybe I had burnt myself. Gradually, like within a couple hours, I started developing pain in my neck. And then I started getting weakness in my legs. So I was having a hard time walking up the stairs. And at the time I'm thinking, well, I'm a new mom and I'm pretty tired and breastfeeding is really hard. And so it's probably just that. It's probably just, I just need a really good night's sleep. But the pain just started to get worse and the weakness got worse. So I Googled it and it told me that I had a pinched nerve. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. I actually drove myself to a Medi Center. And saw a doctor there and the doctor said, yeah, that, that makes sense. You probably do have a, a pinched nerve and here's a prescription to take some pain medication for the pain in your neck and we'll get you some physiotherapy in the next few days or so. So I'm like, okay, I leave. And as I was leaving, the weakness was getting worse. The pain was getting worse. And in my head, it was just like, this, this doesn't feel right. Something just feels wrong, but you trust what your doctor's telling you. So I left. Went home, laid down in bed, and I'm massaging my neck and thinking, are pinched nerves really this painful? I've never had one before, but like this just seems excruciating. So I'm massaging my neck and I'm Googling different stretches that you can do or anything to kind of help relieve the pain and nothing is helping. And then my daughter woke up in the middle of the night because she had to nurse and I stood up from the bed and I collapsed. My legs completely buckled and gave out on me. Now I was able to get right back up and lock my knees and kind of stand and, and I'm like, okay, something is wrong. Like my legs are giving out on me and I can barely walk. So I had uh, my husband at the time, I had him bring me to the hospital. I'm like, I'll be fine. I, it's probably just something's going on with this pinched nerve. Drop me off and pick me up in a couple hours once I see a doctor. And I had no idea that that would be the last time that I would step foot like outside of that hospital for months. I go into the hospital and I was very fortunate that I saw a doctor immediately that he's like, I don't know what is wrong with you, but I can tell like the progression, the weakness is it's quite severe. It was affecting my hands, although I couldn't feel it, he could. And he said, you need to see a neurologist. 
And the neurologist comes down and he looks me over and he has me do a couple things. And he immediately was like, I think I know what this is. We did the spinal tap. And even before we got the results, I deteriorated even worse to the point where I could no longer walk. My arms weren't moving anymore. And they were quite confident that even without the results back, that it was Guillain-Barre syndrome. So at that point, the doctors sat me down and and said, okay, I think you have Guillain-Barre syndrome. And I had never heard those words before. And I'm like, what is that? And he told me how it's a rare autoimmune disorder that basically it's slowly paralyzing your body or quickly, actually, in my case. Um, And it can be varying different degrees. So some people can have mild paralysis and some people can have quite severe. And so he said, we don't know what your case is going to be like. We just know that it's happening very quickly. We're going to admit you to the hospital. You're going to need to stay here and we're just going to need to monitor you and see how, how it goes. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, I've got a newborn baby at home. She's like just a little over three weeks and like, I I need to go home. And he's like, no, you need to stay here. Your case is, is very frightening how quickly it's progressing. So call your family. So my family came, they brought my newborn to the hospital. And I was very fortunate that they situated me in a room and brought up a bassinet basically from the maternity ward. So she could be there with me. And then from that point, it just snowballed and the paralysis completely took over my body within 72 hours. It spread up to my neck. I lost the ability to breathe. And I was intubated and rushed to ICU. So it was very sudden and it was very frightening and shocking to my family. I mean, I was 26 and completely healthy other than that. From the point that you had those first sensations that you thought were a pinched nerve to the point that you were completely paralyzed. 72 hours. 72 hours. Yes. Very sudden. <laughs> Very sudden. And I, I find myself sitting here just having like a, a reaction of just like feeling just so frightened hearing that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what could have possibly been running through your mind and your body. The pain was the worst part. Um, it was beyond what I had ever experienced in my life. And so that was kind of a priority. And so they were giving me medications and then also treating me with IVIG was the treatment that they gave me first, which is basically like a blood transfusion similar, basically trying to, to clean out the antibodies to give me some fresh antibodies that would hopefully stop my body from attacking itself, which basically is what they were trying to do. So it was a whirlwind for probably the first couple of weeks that I was just, I, I was heavily sedated. I was on copious amounts of narcotics and just not really fully understanding what was happening. I thought I was dying is what I thought was happening. Yeah. Those first 10 days, like it was just so chaotic and just, I don't know what's really going on. And just when I was awake, I was like just in pain and help me and stuff like that. Um, and then after about 10, 10 to 14 days, that's when the reality started to sink in. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm in ICU. I'm on a breathing tube. I first had a breathing tube in my mouth. And so I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And my family's all there and they're telling me, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. And the doctors kept saying like, 
with Guillain-Barre syndrome, there is hope and you have to just keep pushing forward. This is the acute phase and people recover from this. You just have to keep pushing. But for me, I didn't believe them. To me, it was just like, my life is over. And whether I survive or not, I don't know, but this is the best I'm going to get. And so I was very, very angry at the world for a long time because it was like, how can this be happening to me now? I'd waited my whole life to be a mother. I was so excited and she came out and she was so healthy and life was just so perfect. And so I was so devastated that everything had changed in the blink of an eye. There was just, I felt like there was just no hope for me to continue fighting. I was so thankful for my family and the doctors and everything who obviously fought for me while I couldn't because I just didn't have that strength. If you're watching this and resonating with any of this, we just want you to know that you're not in this alone, that you're never in this alone. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love. If you'd like to join us for a candid discussion about your experience with chronic illness, or if you'd like to connect to Simply Say Hello, we welcome you to reach out through any of the social media platforms or through our website, and all of our information is listed below.